we know how this happened. Oh, we're going to go and negotiate with the Iroquois. Iroquois lived here their whole lives. They love their town, right? And now this white guy's coming up. He's like, hey, listen, we want to talk to you guys about this. They're like, nope. You don't think Moses Clavin walked up and goes, listen, guys, I got these 12 blankets for you. And I want you to just hold them close to your face and feel how soft they are. And then like 14 weeks later, everyone in that Indian nation was sick. <laughs> Smallpox. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Welcome to Pod Bless America. I'm Jim. And I'm Dan. And today Dan's like, surprise, motherfucker. I'm talking about the Firelands. Here's why he's like all surprise, motherfucker. Right? Earlier today, or yesterday, or whenever we were talking, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe that shooting in Buffalo. I'm like, all right. So now I'm on Town Hall. I'm listening to Will Cow. I'm on Twitter. I'm getting all my talking points down. I'm figuring this out. I show up here and he's like, we got a new show. He's like, bro, you know what we're going to do? I'm like, I got nothing. And I tell you what, I was inspired. And I'll tell you why I was inspired. I went down to Southern Ohio by Salt Fork to help a couple of buddies of mine uh, do some things uh, around their new places that they're building. And I took the South route home towards Salt Fork. And I went through a lot of old towns, a lot of old cities, a lot of, you know, 1700, 1800 Amish, see, Amish towns. See, I can't, I can't shit on that. I can't man, because when you go through those old towns and you're stopped at a light or something, you look over and there's an old church or there's an old something, you know, and you look at it and you're just like, wow. Yeah. Jim is into metal detector more than I am, but I have a metal detector and I like to do it. A lot of times you get crap. A lot of times you go to a place oh, yeah. and it's just bottle caps and nails. And sometimes you find some good coins. That's why nobody's into this hobby, right? Everybody buys one. They're like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. Telling their wife, they're like, I know I just spent $900 on metal detector, but we're going to be rich at the end of this thing. And then they go out there and they find two nails and like a piece of aluminum flashing from a house. Yeah. Or you find something where you're like, I know it was for something and it's old, but I don't know what it is. Now, we're really not in an area like on the East Coast where you're really going to find a ton of musket balls and you know, we're not in Gettysburg where there was all kinds of wars and stuff. So, but, but it's still fun oh. to get virgin ground or even when people go, uh, oh, this place has been metal detected. And you're like, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> just, just give me 10 minutes. <laughs> so the Firelands, I wanted to bring it up because this place that we live here in Northeast Ohio is kind of special and it's kind of different by the way it was founded. The way it was founded was the Firelands was given to the people from Connecticut who lost their whole entire towns from the British during the Revolutionary War. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people know there's Firelands School out there. The original Firelands is basically from, you know, Port Clinton and the islands down to Wakeman and basically to the Cuyahoga River was just a small batch of land that they were able to give to the people who suffered. The only problem with it was, was since it had to go through the state and the federal government, a lot of the people that did suffer never made it out here because... <laughs> Bitch, I ain't giving nothing to people who suffered. You know what? If they wanted to give something to people who suffered, they're like, look, we got this land in St. Augustine, Florida. You can have it, right? Yeah. You can have it. Oh, oh, you suffered during the war? Hey, listen, man, we got this great land down here in Gulf Shores, Alabama. You can have it. But they didn't. They sent them up here into ankle deep swamp water and they're like, hey, it's all yours. In Indian territory. Yeah, yeah. they're like, it's all yours if you don't get scalped. <laughs> hey, have fun. Thanks for your service. <laughs> so I'll just give you a little background on it. The, the Firelands was part of the Western Reserve of Connecticut in the Northwest Territory. In 1786, Connecticut ceded most of the lands west 
to the U.S. government in preparation for the Northwest Ordinance of 1787. The state kept its claim in the area of the land in the northeastern portion of the Northwest Territory known as the Connecticut Western Reserve, which is Northeast Ohio, basically. So in Connecticut's mind, they were on the Atlantic Ocean, and in their mind, they just owned everything to the Pacific Ocean. That doesn't even make any sense. Somebody who is a historical buff is going to call up and they're going to be like, look, you guys are full of shit. You're full of shit. You're, you're telling me Connecticut just felt like they owned the rest of the Yeah, country. there's there's a map they have drawn out of Connecticut, and it's it's as tall as it is in real life, and then just goes across the country until. But wait it, a minute, how did they have a map back then? Well, Where they just Daniel had a map Boone... of the they just had a map of the shore and what the state looked like, and then as much as the state looked like here, it just went all the way into like you know the Northwest Territory. This was before the Louisiana Purchase. This was when Mexico still owned all of California. And they didn't care. So <laughs> Connecticut's like, just playing king of the hill. They're like push us, push us off, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's mine. Called yeah, this, it. Yeah. This is- <laughs> so hmm. Connecticut chose to sell most of the land in the Western Reserve to finance the state's educational system. So approximately 500,000 acres were reserved for Connecticut citizens who had suffered property loss during the American Revolution. Can we do that? What do you mean? I to, mean, to not- pay off the educational system. Can Ohio just sell off like Toledo, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, and <laughs> wait, Youngstown? Wait a minute. What? We can't sell Cleveland. Why? <laughs> I mean, I'll give you Toledo. <laughs> Youngstown. Youngstown. I mean. Cincinnati. What? Uh, well. Why? Why can't we? We such can- rich history. They do. Okay. Off topic. No, it's not. I <clears throat> This portion of the Western Reserve became known as the Firelands or the Sufferers' Land. During the Revolution, British troops had burned down several Connecticut towns. Many of their residents lost everything they owned, and they were able to start over again in the Northwest Territory. A company called the Ohio Corporation distributed the land to eligible applicants, and much of the settlements of the region did not occur until the War of 1812, or after the War of 1812, because I'm sure it was a really good idea, and they had to survey it. You know, all the lands west of the Cuyahoga were like six by six miles. And then we'll get into it further. Once they decided to colonize the other half of it from Cuyahoga to basically Pennsylvania, the Cuyahoga River to Pennsylvania, they shrunk it up to five by fives. And that's why our town is a five by five square mile. That's why you see most of the counties are all squares. And then everything inside of it is a square because basically they're like, okay, well, if you're in on this, here's your city. (laughs) And to those people, they didn't look at it as a city. It just it was a plot of land. I mean, when you when you get a hold of 15, 20 acres nowadays, you think you own some property. These people owned 25 square miles. Mm. This is mine. So there's going to be, you know, high points and, and marshes. And I bet you all the people who got there first really checked the place out and was like, you know, when they found somewhere like Elyria that had the, the river running down with the falls and Chagrin Falls and all that stuff, people were like, I want this one. I claim this one because it was nice. Yeah, you know? I bet the Indians were like, nah, <laughs> nah. You know what? We're going to scalp that guy on the horse just to send a message. <laughs> so the story of the Firelands of Ohio is unique because in no other instance were civilian victims of war compensated with land. There was uh, a lot of times where military generals and lieutenants for doing a good job in the Revolutionary War, they were given land. The town of Marietta is one of those towns that was given to somebody that was in the war and, and, and did a really good job. And they were like, Hey, we don't have a lot, but we, what we do have is a town. You can have it. Here you go. That's a pretty cool town. During the American revolution, there was very little military activity in Connecticut, but the citizens were busy manufacturing goods and shipping supplies to the continental army. 
These actions angered the British, of course, and they sent out a series of raids from New York City to destroy the supplies and cripple the shipping. The raids got out of hand, and a good deal of civilian property, such as private homes and churches and schools, were also destroyed and damaged. The citizens had no insurance or federal disaster grants to help them rebuild. An example of the destruction found that in the city of Norwalk, Connecticut, in 1779, with 80 of the 86 dwellings in the town burned. Two churches, 87 barns, four mills, and five vessels were also lost in the raid. They sacked that city. And what I noticed uh, when I was doing the research and looking at all these town names, they named all the towns like, like you know, we're starting over. It's Danbury, you know, now it's Danbury, Ohio. <laughs> so the Waterbury, now we were talking about that before, where Waterbury is a development now in North Ridgeville because that's where the original founders came from. And they actually sold their farms back in Connecticut to a guy with the last name Root, which we have, you know, one of the main drags in Ridgeville is Root Road. And they got to get the land or the permission to come over here and settle the land. The men came out, a big party, the BBs and the and Terrells, and they got the place ready. And then they called for their wives and kids to come on down. I mean, think about that. Think about, you know, hugging your wife and kids going, I'm going somewhere I haven't been before. <laughs> And we're going to chop down some trees and we'll build you a cabin. And maybe this time next year you can come through. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'll send back for you. Probably wasn't that, I mean, probably wasn't that big a deal, right? I mean, what was the housing market like back then? <laughs> first come, first serve. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> go to Home Depot and grab some, grab some lumber. It was probably cheap back then. Their 1787 appeal was referred to a legislative committee, which reported back in 1792 that the sufferers ought to be paid, but... The state had only Western lands for compensation in lieu of cash. This Western land was the part of the Northeast Ohio known as the Western Reserve. A half a million acres at the West end of the Western Reserve was given to the fire sufferers in 1792. A major problem to be overcome was paying off the Indian tribes who owned the land and then surveying it. This took until 1808. Sounds like to know what they paid them. <laughs> this must be all they nicely. They're like, we, we tried to pay them. Well, we tried to give them six rocks. They said, no, we had no choice. We had to shoot them. This took until 1808. And by then, most of the sufferers had died or had sold their claims to land speculators. Very few of the actual fire sufferers ever saw the fire sufferers land name soon shortened to Firelands or Firelands in Ohio. It's a crazy situation, right? They get to come out and basically bushwhack their way in. You see what happens in a town that's not really taken care of, and you have a lot of lands, and if you're not farming the fields, it turns into woods. Like Illyria. It oh. turns into woods. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no. Nature overtakes it. So you, oh. have, you have to imagine that it was rich in timber over here. You had to imagine there was a ton of maple, ton of oaks, ton of just all kinds of, you know, marshy woodland. that's it. You're acting like this is some utopia. Well, these guys were in knee-deep mud. They'd come out every morning with their coffee and stand in knee-deep mud. Yeah, and I bet you... Uh, They're like, this is bullshit. And I have to think that back then, State Route 83 was probably a main trade route for the Native Americans to go from basically the middle of Ohio up to the lake when they would either, you know, when they're going up, up for the spring and the summer and coming back down and trying to get away from winter. You got to imagine that the ridges that we have here where it's Lorraine Road, Center Ridge... Detroit Road, all those ridges were probably well-traveled by the Native Americans because they were the high point. So you're not walking underneath. You're not walking in the swamps. You're walking up top. So I have to imagine that those were already basically trails 
that we turned into roads. So you got to think about that when you're, when you're checking out the lay of the land and the names of the places and all that stuff that, you know, oh, you know, they were all beaches, right? That's what they were. No, I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. The ridges. Yeah. They were well, all- we can have this argument. I've had this argument before with people too. They're actually mounds of rocks that were pushed up by glaciers. I'll show you a video of it later. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Funny, so, so funny thing happened on the way to the moon, Dan. So let me tell you people now that, now that we got some video here, when the glaciers would come in, when, when they would freeze, it would take all the rocks from Canada and bring it here. And then it would stop and it would stop at sugar Ridge. And then they would reseed and pull everything back when it would get warm. And then when we go through another ice age, it'd come back, but it wouldn't come back all the way to sugar Ridge. It stopped at center Ridge and then it would come back. And that's how it made the ridges like this. It's, I mean, of course, it, at one time it, it was a beach. Now we've got history teachers that are going to be like, "Hold on, bitch, you're wrong." And now, now geography teachers. Seen this it on YouTube. Be- I'll I'll link it in the post. So, <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. So these people came from Connecticut and they had to try to rebuild their lives, ravaged by war. You can only imagine how bad it was. And you know, you may think it's funny, but imagine imagine leaving your family for six or eight months and going, Hey, I'm going to go trek out there, try to build us a homestead. And then I'm either going to send for you or come back and get you myself. Or I got eaten by a fucking bear. (laughs) Well, or I got fucking killed by an Indian. Yeah. Yeah. All that shit could have happened. Right. Right. Come out there. You're like, you know what? This looks like good plot of land. (laughs) I think I'm going to go ahead and take this. Last thing you hear. (laughs) Yeah. Here comes an arrow right in the Oh, you thought you would. You thought you would. (laughs) No way. I'm going to send for you. Yeah, my ass. Never hear from their dad again. Deadbeat. (laughs) He just stayed out there. He's (laughs) like, you know what? Tell him I got Jebediah. Jebediah, go back there and tell him I got eaten by a bear. You guys just stay over there. I think we're good over here. So after that western part of the the Western Reserve was settled, a, a group of people put together a group, and it's called the Connecticut Land Company. Dude, no fucking way. No what? fucking way. No way what? Could you imagine getting out here, like being the first fucking week you're out here, and like you're just sleeping on a stump? Like you don't even have anywhere to sleep. You're just- I get it. You're just out there. <laughs> All night. Watch the swampland all night long. Oh, got him all night long. <laughs> These guys had to be like, fuck, how did I let them talk me into leaving my down comforter in Connecticut to come sleep on this rock? So 36 people from the Connecticut land company put their money together and they were like, we're going to buy the rest of it. If they can't really populate it with all the sufferers because they were they ran out of people that suffered because they all died because it took too long to get all the bureaucracy bullshit out of the way. You know what's important to keep in mind, too, is there was never a time in America where there was less federal bureaucracy than when they were fucking coming out here from Connecticut. But it was also new and fresh. So they really, you know, I may say there was bureaucracy. You know who, but, did, but, you know who didn't get in the way? <laughs> who? The Bureau of Land Management. Oh, the BLM. Yeah, yep. yep they, they didn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who didn't tax their new houses they built? The IRS. Oh yeah, man. Right, because we had a president, we had a vice president, we had Congress, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's right. Fucking bitches. So the God the, the original proprietors cheers. of the fifty seven of the wealthiest and most prominent men in Connecticut include Oliver Phelps, the largest subscriber and chief manager of the project. I haven't seen much of like 
Phelpsville or Phelps land or anything like that. So I don't know. I think he was just in it for the money. He didn't care to put his name on a town where a lot of these people, especially one of the other largest shareholders was Moses Cleveland. I've never seen a Cleveland town or Clevelandville. Especially the way he spelled it. Like, like not only did he get the city named after him, but then they spelled it wrong because his last name is spelled C-L-E-A-V-E-L-A-N-D. Well, it's not after him then. Well, I mean, it is because they put a statue of him up there in Cleveland. I got a statue of Jim Larkin in Dublin. (laughs) We got to talk about this again. I'm just saying. (laughs) Maybe they spelled Larkin wrong in Dublin. Maybe they accidentally spelled Larkin D-U-B-L-I-N. Oh. They just misspelled it. Okay. I understand. That's Larkin, Ireland. (laughs) Sweet. The deeds for the land were executed as follows. Number one was Robert Charles. He brought $60,000 to the... How much? 60000 at the time. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, that was uh, 958000 in no, today's No, I mean money. now. That's a lot of money to me Oh, right sure. Now. But I mean, these people- Actually, it's not. These people in the- That's in three the, quarters of a tank of gas for me right now. <laughs> Buying a truck seemed like such a good idea before. So they got the names of the guys, and basically, however much money you brought to the table was, was where you were in line for really getting the prime spots or having your pick of the litter, basically, for that. Cat reference. So whoever got North Mosquitoville here that we live in, they must have come with like $400. We'll get to that, right? So Moses Cleveland was the second most money. He brought 520000 in today's time. There's William Judd, James Johnson, William Law, Daniel Holbrook, Pierpont Edwards. Anybody with the name Pierpont. <laughs> I feel like their dad's an asshole. <laughs> like they're an asshole. James Bull. Aaron Olmstead and John Wills are number nine. So these three all came together with 10 grand of the then money. Pierpont would be driving a Prius. I just know it. I just know but it. Pierpont makes me feel like it's like uh, one of like Carnegie's kids or something where he's like, oh, Pierpont. <laughs> Pierpont. I would punch my mom in the mouth if she named wow. me Pierpont. If she named me Pierpont. Yeah. Could you imagine go through middle school with a name like Pierpont? Yeah. Can we just call you Pierce Morgan? Do you think his name's Pierpont? <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> wow. Pierpont. So uh, close to us, James Bull, Aaron Olmstead, and John Wills all went together for number nine lot, which happens to be the areas of Olmstead Falls, Olmstead Township, and North Olmstead. So I think he got a pretty good deal. If he only knew how much the land in like Avon and Westlake was going for, maybe they would have held on to it a little longer and not sold out. I don't know, man. Every time I drive through Olmstead Township, listen, the people are great, I, you know, but... Every time I drive through there, if you clean your windshield in Northridge, like at Speedway, mm-hmm. drive through any road going through Olmstead Township, by the time you get done, you have to clean your windshield again. It's just nothing but bugs. I just feel like it's all swamp still. And, and it probably is. No, I'm serious. It, it is so low-lying over there. Uh, I think whoever got all this land around here just got hosed. Now, I don't know how to pronounce the root guy's first name. It's E-P-H-R-A-I-M. Ephraim. Is it Ephraim? Mm-hmm. Okay, Ephraim Root was number 13. Lucky number 13. So it sounds like he's the one that ended up with Ridgeville. They're lucky I never had a boy. I was going to name him Jebediah. <laughs> and maybe he would have punched you in the mouth. Oh, uh, Jebediah would have been a tough... It's like a boy named Sue. Yeah. Yeah, he'd have been fighting all the time. Jebediah would have just graduated from Kent State with a degree in lumberjacking. <laughs> with a big old beard at 12. <laughs> I do. Fucking Jebediah. So... This root guy brought 42000 to the table, which in today's dollars is 670000 And he was granted a five-by-five five square mile called North Ridgeville, which had some ridges in it. See, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. Okay. I don't, I, I ooh, where are you getting that? 
Where'd so, you get that? Do you I'm know gonna, where I got this? I'm going to have somebody from the historical society on here to tell you you're full of shit. I mean, do you think Joshua Stowe, number 22, do you think like he didn't get Stowe, the city? Well, I'm sure he did. Okay. Well, what was Ridgeville called before it was Ridgeville? Do you not know? It was called Rootstown. Yeah, I don't know if that's right. I know that's right. Yeah. We can call the historical society guy right now. I bet you can't. Yeah, that's true. He's older. I still owe you seven bucks. <laughs> still, owe, yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay up later. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Timothy Burr. I wonder if he's related to Aaron Burr. Don't know. Titus Street. Titus Street ended up getting Streetsboro. Okay. See, I don't know if any of this is true. You're just making up shit. I don't know if it's true. How do you? How how do I know? William Hart. You know why I don't know? Because you surprised me with this shit. I didn't have a chance to even fucking look up anything. I'm ready to go on the fucking shooting though. William Hart got Hartville. And I don't know if they got to pick them or if they're just like, okay, number 35, you're going to go to these coordinates here. And uh, this is your square. Check it out. <laughs> and then the guy, there's one guy that brought the number 36 brought $1,683 to the table. Sylvanus Griswold. They probably gave him Griswold Avenue in Illyria. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here Here's go. what your thousand dollars gives you this stretch of road by this river that's dark as shit. Here you go. It's like fucking Willy Wonka's chocolate river. Here you go. Um, Here's your fucking street. It's always going to have trash on it. So it was Cleveland's job to negotiate with the Iroquois to get them off of their settlement in Cleveland. And apparently he did a really good job of either negotiating it or forcing them out because they didn't have really the backing of the, of the military at the time because they were still kind of rebuilding it. And, but you can see that Ridgeville was founded in 1812. So after the war of 1812 settled out and everyone was good to go, that's when people started kind of filing in and trying to have a better life for themselves, probably because I bet you the East Coast was getting overcrowded with, with immigration and they just let's, wanted to come out and see Let's it. not romanticize this. Right? No? No. We, we know how this happened. Oh, we're going to go and negotiate with the Iroquois. Iroquois lived here their whole lives. They love their town, right? And now this white guy's coming up. He's like, hey, listen, we want to talk to you guys about this. They're like, nope. He's like, that's how it happened. No, I don't, oh, I don't know. You'll no. never, you'll you never, don't, you don't think Moses Cleveland walked up and goes, listen, guys, I got these 12 blankets for you <laughs> and I want you to just hold them close to your face and feel how soft they are. <laughs> and then like 14 weeks later, everyone in the Indian nation was sick <laughs> with <laughs> smallpox. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's probably some dirty shit he did. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, one of the problems that pox, the fuck they said, no, all right. They said, no. All right. Plan B, plan B. <laughs> Take these blankets to them. Hold on. First go over there. Wipe it on Jebediah's face. Make so, sure you pop some of those, <laughs> some of those pustules there. Wipe it. Take it over there to those Indians. So one of the problems that befell the Connecticut so, land company pox. was company mismanagement. Fuck, a year later, all the Iroquois are dead. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> We don't know what happened. <laughs> Apparently, they hate moving. <laughs> oh, fuck. One of the problems that befell the Connecticut Land Company was the company mismanagement. Sales effort by the company were not oh, centrally organized. The company did not even set up a marketing office in the Western Reserve to promote sales of the land. Without an organized, concerted sales campaign by the oh, company, their shit. efforts to sell the land were mostly unsuccessful. In fact, only 1,000 people had settled the region by 1800. And that's everything. <laughs> everything east of the Cuyahoga. 
Oh, God damn. <clears throat> That's the funniest shit. I can't stop thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, hey, rub these blankets on your face. Isn't it soft? <laughs> Look, we can give these to everybody if you just let us have this land. Oh, fuck. Two weeks later, they're all like, <laughs> fucking pimples popping on their face. Oh, shit. <clears throat> God damn. All right, that was funny. That makes this whole thing worth it to me. <laughs> So the other problem that beset the company Ooh. and hurt the land sales was political uncertainty surrounding the Connecticut Western Reserve. The political confusion concerned the right to govern the land and the legitimacy of the land titles. This is where it gets kind of like, you know, they could be like, well, the, the government gave me this land and the Indians, something happened to them and they don't want it no more. <laughs> so I'm here, right? This is my, I got my stake in the ground. It's mine, right? <laughs> There were disputes between Northwest Territory and the state of Connecticut over who had the rights to govern the land purchased by the company. In addition, the company wanted Connecticut to guarantee the land titles and that the company issues, but Connecticut refused. So they're like reneging right now. They're like, listen, I know what we said. <laughs> but I think we're going to take it back. But you know what? Hey, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. Your granddaddy died. Your daddy died in this war. It's, I know. It's tough. As a result of the uncertain surrounding uh, the legality of the land titles and jurisdiction, many would-be settlers decided just not to come. <laughs> We're going to need you to get all your shit out of our house. <laughs> Wait, I built this with my own hands. Yeah. But it's mine. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Got your grist mill up. I'll take that too. <laughs> grist mill. <laughs> you go from living in your fucking great house that you built by hand to back to... Fuck. <laughs> Ow. Making the settlement even less attractive was the fact that the U.S. government did not recognize the Western Reserve as part of the Northwest Territory until 1800. This is a wreck. In practice, this means that the U.S. government did not provide settlers with legal or military protection. Then on April 28th of 1800, the Quieting Act was signed by President Adams into law. What's the Quieting Act? The Quieting Act? I don't know. <laughs> Look it up. Bitch, you were supposed to be. I know, right? The Quieting Act. Well, the Quieting Act established Connecticut's right to govern the land and guarantee the legality of the land titles granted by the Connecticut Land Company. Listen, anything with the word quieting in it. It makes you feel like they're just trying to shut a bunch of people up. No, you know what? I feel like it's a horror movie. The Quieting. Oh, okay. So it says here that it was signed by President Adams into law and it was established Connecticut's rights to govern the land and guarantee the legality of the titles. And I have to assume that they did that until Ohio became its own separate state, and then they told Connecticut to eat shit. Thanks for the land. We're our own state now. This was meant to encourage and speed up settlement and development of the region, although this act resolved the problem of political uncertainty. Continued poor company management meant that few settlers came. More significant development of the region would have to wait until after the War of 1812. So I'm seeing there's quieting acts in like 1959. Okay. So it says it's a special legal proceeding to determine ownership of real property. Mm. A party with a claim of ownership to land can file an action to quiet title, which serves as a sort of lawsuit against anyone and everyone else who has a claim to the land. If the owner prevails in the quiet title action, no further challenges to the title can ever be brought. So that's what it is. And that's why I think that the... I'm drinking out of the bottle now. This is just fucking... The guy, the guy that sold the land to the, to the cats from Waterbury, 
the Terrells and the BBs, they ended up giving him their land in Connecticut for their spot there in Ridgeville. And I don't know. Did you go to school with any Terrells? Mm-hmm. You did? So, yep. I mean, they were descendants, Tom. right? Maybe. Had to have been. I don't know. Maybe. You know, you want to see something cool. The cemetery there at Center Ridge and Stony Ridge. Yep. All right. You ever walk through there? I, I was just in there a few years ago. My buddy's dad is in there. Right. Shout out to Jerry. Uh, cheers to fucking Jerry, I guess. Okay. Jerry. But one of the Terrells is in there, and his headstone looks like a tree Okay. that's dead and has had the limbs cut off of it. And for the first, I don't know, years that I worked here and was driving through there, I seriously thought that was a tree. You didn't know it was a headstone. I didn't realize it. It's, it's right that, there in the it's middle. It's that good. Yeah. If you, it's in the very first drive, the westernmost drive. You pull in there and it's on your left. It's, it's fucking awesome. And it's been there since that guy died in, I don't even know, early, early 1800s. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. So anyway. And I always joke around. Ridgeville, I find that hard to believe with you. North Ridgeville has a water problem. We've always had a water problem. I think Ridgeville has been a swamp for a long time. We have an area of Ridgeville called the swamps. It's technically called Ridgeville Heights. I'm actually, if you can hear it in the background, (laughs) this is the school fight song. (laughs) That's all we do. We just play mosquito sounds at the school, at the football game. The swamps is technically called Ridgeville Heights. Yeah. Which is funny because it's the lowest point in North Ridgeville. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Seriously. It's got to be 15 feet below any other part of North Ridgeville. In old maps of North Ridgeville, and I love going to the Historical Society and seeing the old maps that are hand-drawn with the names of the people who own the houses. My sister owns one of those really old houses right there, right by that cemetery you're talking about. And they had a map of Ridgeville and everything where Giant Eagle is and my neighborhood, it was said swamp. <laughs> it was just highlighted and like drawn over and just said swamp. So the joke is during the industrial revolution, all the places in Cleveland needed somewhere to dump their fly ash <laughs> and they would take it, you know, uh, to the Southwest and they go all the way out to Ridgeville and they go, no one's ever going to live out here. <laughs> Let's just dump it here. <laughs> dump it in that swamp over there. <laughs> We're going to fill this up right next to all those dead Indians with smallpox. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. B- bury up those smallpox Indians. <laughs> so, like I said, when I went through those old towns and what here's what pisses me off too. Oh, there, boy. there is a town down there called Birmingham. Mm-hmm. We drove through it. It is literally one street. All the houses are hoarder houses. Lauren was like, oh, we're not getting out and checking this out. There was kids looking at us like, what are you doing driving through our driveway, basically? And they look like they've been swimming in the same genetic pool for a long time. <laughs> Fair. So I wanted I to do more research on that town. Then I realized there is the other Birmingham, which is over there by Vermilion. Oh, yeah. That's one I was thinking of. They got the same name, but mm-hmm. they get to coexist. Where Ridgeville was Ridgeville until the post office was like, hey, there's another Ridgeville down by Dayton. So you got to put North in the front of your name. I would have been like, fuck you. Tell them to be South. Yeah. They're South Ridgeville, bitches. <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. I don't know when they were founded, though. But who cares? We'll fight them. <laughs> I'll, tell, I'll put my Ridgeville against there. The, we're a population of what? 30,000? 30, 30 yeah. R- that Ridgeville down there ain't even close. It's, yeah. it's what Ridgeville used to be in the, in the 60s and 70s, I think. Do we have ROTC at the high school? I mean, we could launch an attack on that Ridgeville if we have ROTC. 
I think they'll just give up. Probably will. <laughs> you know what? We're calling you out. If you live in Ridgeville, down there by Dayton, get a hold of us. We want to have you on this show. I'm going to build an octagon out here. We're going to get our toughest guy. You get your toughest guy. Only one leaves. That's right. Side note real quick. I told you about that guy in Florida, right? When I was down there. Oh, with the beer bottle. No, 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 no. Oh, not that guy? No, he's in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Oh, yeah. So my my question with him is like, why not just drink the fucking beer? Why do you have to dump it out? uh, I think he was always worried. Like, you don't know when trouble's coming. You might not have time to drink a beer. You just dump it out and you're ready to go, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There ain't no, yeah. Yeah. That's why he gets to Me being the tightwad I am, I'm like, hey, you drink that shit and then put it in your pocket. No, 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 no. Especially if I'm with him. If I bought that round and he dumped it out and put it in his pocket, no, no, he always buy it. No, if if I would have bought that round and he would have done that with his first beer, I would have took it out. Okay, well, then he would have hit you in the head with an empty beer bottle. No, because it would have been in my hand. So, no, when I was in Florida with my daughter, we were driving across, and we were going to go uh, Itchitoctney Springs. It's one of those crystal rivers where you can see the bottom. Anyway, I sounds Indian. Yeah, probably is. But I was looking because I hate Florida for the yeah, most part. It's called Itchy Touchy because of all the bugs. Itchitoctney. <laughs> Itchy Touchy. No, no, it's, it's, it's been it's been perverted. No, 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 no. It's it, it was nice anyway. So I hate Florida, right? Because it's just too crowded, bro. I mean, the beach and stuff. That's just not me. But North Central Florida has acres available. Right okay. now, it's hot. I mean, there and there's bugs. Don't get me wrong, but there were lots that backed up to this Itchituckee River. It's just absolutely beautiful. So I get on Zillow when I'm down there and I'm looking, and I see that there's one for sale. So I go drive by it just to see. Well, you can't see anything because the thing sits at the back of like ten acres, and he had a fence and a gate across his driveway, and on the gate it said, like, with spray paint, big sign said, "Nope." Turn around. That's all it said. I'm like, this is my dude right here. Right? I want to live next to this guy. I'll never get to meet him because I'm not allowed over his house. But when the shit hits the fan, this is my guy. Nope. Turn around. No. Yep. Like FedEx. (laughs) Nope. Amazon. Nope. nope. Turn around. (laughs) Don't even fuck think about it. That guy. That's my people. Man, I'll tell you what. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But You um, were going to digress now. Well, yeah. My side note was, you know, back to the Ridgeville thing, went to go visit my best friend in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Take that drive a couple times a year. It's a three, three-ish, three and a half hour. I always plot the route I'm taking. You don't have any best friends. That's why he lives there, right? You're, you're like that kid in school. You're like, oh, I got this really hot girlfriend. She lives in Canada. You probably don't know her. Shout out, Chuck Dog. Yeah, whatever. I don't believe he's real. So I found a place kind of off the route a little bit, but we had time. It was called Ridgeville Ten Pin. Dive bar. All right. That sold chicken gizzards. Shut your mouth. Swear to God. Chicken gizzards. <laughs> All fried food. Chicken I, gizzards. Yeah. You know what? I might want to make a, maybe this summer, me and you are going to go out there. Did you eat them? Yeah. Were they good? They were what you think chicken gizzards would be. <laughs> Shit. We might have to go out there. And do a show from there? Or, the well, lady that owns that you know place what's funny? was a riot. <laughs> Listen, you know what's funny? We always, every episode, we're yeah, like, you know we what? Plans. We're going out there to do a show. Yeah. We've never left this fucking yeah, table. Last show, <laughs> last show, we're like, we're going to take this thing on a train across America. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. We've never left this office. But that's never what the people was. want. At least that's what I want. Dude, I would take, I listen, yeah. it's not that hard to take this road. That's true. That's I will true. take this fucking thing right. out there to Chicken Gizzard Bar or whatever the fucking name is. And original 10 pin, you said? Yeah. Is there a bowling alley too? No. Why is it called 10 pin then? Um, I asked. All right. Him. This I, is, I don't even want to know. This is questions we're going to have to ask her when we bring her on here. 
So I called him mm. the day before. I go, hey, I'm Dan. I live in North Ridgeville, Ohio. I'm going to Fort Wayne, Indiana to see my best friend. And, uh, Your boyfriend? My best friend. <laughs> Have you seen that TikTok with that white guy and that black guy? And he's always like, they're supposed to be best friends, but he's like, we boys. And the black guy's like, yeah. He goes, and we're friends. The black guy's like, yeah. He goes, we boyfriends. And the black guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on, man. We, you can't say that. He goes, nah, we boyfriends. He goes, nah, we ain't. Nope, nope, nope. So I told her, I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm Dan. I'm from North Ridgeville. I saw you. On, on, I found you on Google when I was mapping my route out there. And I'm going to stop in and have lunch. And she's like, okay, whatever. We're open. She's like, fuck you. I got to go. Click. So we get there and she's wild and just having a blast with a bunch of people. We're sitting there eating lunch. And I'm like, you know, that's her. I know it. So at the end of lunch, I'm like, hey, I'm Dan. I'm the one that called you. She's like, you're the one that drove all the way from North Ridgeville to come have lunch here. I'm like, no, it's on my way. And she's like. All right, glad you stopped in. <laughs> she was just, she does, she eat, does. Eat this chicken gizzard, pussy. She does Facebook lives. Oh, what's she her does, name? I don't know. Are but, you friends with her? No. Well, you think she's in the top hundo? Because I stopped at her place once. Uh, Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> Get out of here. Maybe we should go there. Go live there. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll start going live at just fucking dive nothing places all across the country. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to retire, bro. <laughs> We're in it, dude. Bro, I'm telling you. It. I am telling you. We start pulling down some coin here. I'm out. Out. Dude. Dude, I'll leave tomorrow. <laughs> I swear to God. Let me see what I got on the docket for tomorrow. Just, uh, just hey. <laughs> exactly. Here. A little bit of Elijah Craig. Enough? That's enough. All right. So I love this part of the country. And I know your heart lies in Tennessee. Oh, uh, no, could no, be, could no. be, could be Georgia. No, no, no. You know what it did? It did. My heart lied in, uh, you know, I've your heart always, lies in the woods. <laughs> it does. It, it's up in the mountains for sure. But yeah. Tennessee only because, I mean, they're so retirement friendly there, but I, I don't know if we talked before or not, but so I drove down to see my mom. She lives in Pensacola and them people in Pensacola, man, Pensacola, Florida, those people, uh, most of those people don't believe they're Floridians, right? What? They believe they are South Alabamans, man. I didn't know that. I mean, they, more than once I heard that, uh, we're South Alabama here. Mm -hmm. So, but Alabama, man, I stopped in Alabama and those people, now my grandpa and his family, like as far back as I know, came from Mobile, Alabama. So I got Mobile in my blood. But those people in Alabama, those are my people, man. Those are some of the nicest folks. And you know what? Ain't white, ain't black. Everybody's fucking nice, man. And it's not like up here where everybody has a chip on their shoulder. Those people down there are just down to earth, salt of the earth people. So yeah, so Tennessee's still, that's still in the front running. But I'm telling you, Alabama is right there. And then after that deal with the river, like North Central Florida I'm not opposed. You know, it's just, yeah. I, I need to go where I have land. Right. And I need to go where there's real people. And look, I don't give a shit, man. I don't care if they're smallpox Indians. I don't care if they're black folks. I don't care if they're Asian folks. You know what? Those people down there, everybody gets along, man. I mean, minus the smallpox Indians. The smallpox tribe didn't take off. <laughs> the smallpox tribe. <laughs> it yeah. didn't take off. The smallpox tribe occupied that area for about 42 months. And then everybody was dead. So. It happened to the Aztecs. It happened to the Incas. It happened to everybody at the Spanish went the and was like, hey, you guys do gold too? Hey, let's talk. Here's some blankets. Exactly. You know what? I want to give you these beats. Hold on. <coughs> and after that, everybody's dead. Yeah. 
Because even the regular flu. The smallpox tribe. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. God damn it. Uh, but yeah, you know what? I mean, I would love, I I do. I love Tennessee, man. I love those people. I mean, you get away from Nashville and you know, I'm just the big cities, but you know, where I went hiking down there along the Cumberland river and Williamsburg, Tennessee, I didn't meet a bad person there. Not one, not one, nobody flipping you off. Where would you go? Perfect world. Wow. You can leave right now, Mm. right now you get 20 acres. Where do you go? I haven't seen that Colorado, Montana spot yet, but I feel How are you with winter? I mean, I do these winters. Yeah, but these winters aren't like fucking Montana winters, dude. They're not. I mean, you got to be ready, bro. You know, this is the ant and grasshopper fucking story, right? (laughs) You're going to fuck off all summer, and then that winter hits you- And you then, think you think I fuck off, oh, dude? Listen, I'm just saying. No, you, you don't know understand. I'm nah, well, yeah, you're, pre- dude. You can't burn bullets, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm I can go get someone else's firewood. <laughs> well, uh, listen, if you think you're going to take anybody's firewood, in Montana, you got a fucking firefight on your hand, bro. That's true, dude. That Man. is like the Fallujah of fucking Montana. Yeah, you ain't just walking up taking somebody's shit, Montana. Yeah, running to John Dutton. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're used to fucking Ohio, right? Oh, can't wait for Yellowstone to come back on. It's such you're a great used, show. Oh, dude, it is a great show. You're used to Ohio, though. And, you know, and, and I know we're not going to talk about the shooter, but uh, that shooter in Buffalo, part of his manifesto actually fucking said he picked New York because of their gun laws, because he knew that even if he encountered somebody with a gun, they couldn't have more than 10 rounds. Huh. His manifesto said this. Man, he picked it because he knew that their gun laws were so strict that he probably wouldn't encounter anybody with a gun. And that's why he didn't go to West Virginia. Right, right. How many mass shoot? I mean, do you think this motherfucker would have walked into Texas. like Idaho? <laughs> yeah. Walked into a supermarket in Idaho? Yeah, I'm you in know Houston. What? Yeah, I'm gonna walk into Idaho like bitches. I'm here to. Yeah, that's it. Done. 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 But New York. So, yeah, if you think you're going to walk into somebody's fucking house in Montana and take their firewood. Whew. So, as far as where I want to go, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I still love it here uh, where I was down in southern Ohio by Salt Fork where a couple of my buddies have a couple of haciendas now. It's really cool, especially if you can get up on a mountain overlooking, you know, rolling acres and sure. cornfields. You know, stuff. my biggest thing is water, though. And up here, you don't have the rivers. Like, you don't have a river you'd feel comfortable jumping into here, right? I mean, just... Uh, Black River, the fucking, I don't know. I mean, you say Rocky River, but it's still, ugh. Cuyahoga. Huron River. Right, nope. But you get down there like that Cumberland River, buddy. I'm telling you, clear water, clear green water, just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That Itchitakne, I cannot even imagine backing up to that. I can't even imagine it. I would look like a monster. Anybody who came to my house would be fucking freaked out because I'd be all waterlogged all the time. (laughs) I would just be in that water all the time. But that's it. I'm with you. I I want the views. But I have to have water. We got the Grand River, which is a pretty big river out east. And then what's the one that goes through Toledo? The big one. Mommy. 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 Yeah. That's a wide river. Yeah, but it's still just fucking mud. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, it's not coming from real mountains. It's Look, just and I don't want watershed. I don't want a pond on my property that was dug because they put the fucking railroad in or they put uh, you know an overpass in, right? I want a real fucking pond, a lake. You know, I want something clear. I want to back up to that. <clears throat> Yeah. And I'll tell you, man, you ever been in the Daniel Boone National Forest? No. <sighs> Buddy, you talk about losing yourself. I mean, you can be you could be 20 miles any direction from a road 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. God, put me in there. And I know I'm getting older. And I think about that. Like when I retire, I'm going to want to be close to healthcare or do I just want to die and you bury me out in the fucking Daniel Boone national forest? You know, I don't give a shit. I don't. Yeah. Even- but I tell you what, like the, the time to make it is, is when you're in shape. Now, my uncle Al, uh, him and his wife, Becky listened to this show and he always mm-hmm. had the dream of doing the Appalachian trail. He's mm-hmm. always wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah. Retired Aurora. Was it like 1300 miles or something? It's this long. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Re- retired Aurora detective. Hell of a dude. Aurora, Ohio. Yeah. Okay. He decided after he retired, he was going to do it. Yep. He retired. He did it. He was posting it, you know, doing a journal, but his, his body didn't hold up. Yeah. You know, his, he, he just wasn't in, in the shape that he needed to be, even though he was doing hikes around, around here or down where he's at. Oh, that's, that's real I, deal, man. Yeah. I mean, you, I mean, you, you can ready. hike the Cuyahoga National Valley all you want, but, but it's no Appalachian Well, trail. and it's funny. Um, and that's one of the things when I was down there and I, I went down a few weeks ago to hike and went along the Cumberland River. And the trail that they had was, it was marked intermediate. I think I told you this. It was marked intermediate. And I'm thinking intermediate like Cuyahoga Valley National Park. But let me tell you something. Intermediate means a whole lot fucking different things to people in Ohio than it does down there in Tennessee. Because intermediate kicked the shit out of me. Yeah. Dude, it was no joke. Right. What I liked about my Uncle Al's way he journaled it was I was able to kind of follow him on Google Earth. How far did he get? Oh man, I want to say maybe 500 miles. That's not, that's nothing. I, fucking... I could be off though. Sorry, Alf, I'm off. But I mean, he did it until he couldn't do it no more. Chad Mon, let's <clears> talk <throat> about it. We went out to see him about a month ago. How old is he? Mm, he's got to be looking at 70. All right. Yeah. Yeah, let's have him on. Yeah. So when we left his house, my wife said that exact words. He'd be a great guest on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm down with that. But you know what? You're right. You're right. And I know I'm getting older, right? But you know what I want? I want enough property where I can head out either on a horse or on an ATV. It's right around my property in the morning. Come back, grab my coffee, walk out with my dog in the woods. That's all I want. I'm not looking to raise barns. I'm not looking, you know, I want to get away. I've been dealing with people's problems for almost 30 years now. It's true. I don't want to deal with people's problems anymore. I don't want to deal with people. <clears throat> and you know me, I'm, I'm outgoing. I yeah. like people. Yeah. I do. Right. But you know what? I want to have my house and I want to be able to go out there and check my mail and not have somebody yelling at me. I want to be able to wash my car and not have somebody like, oh, my, mine's next neighbor. Ha ha ha. Fuck you. <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Don't talk to me. I'm retired. Bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Why are you fucking talking? <laughs> I didn't even look at you. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> He's an asshole. Fuck, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Look, I want to walk out. You know, if I want to walk out, check my mail naked. I want to be able to do that. I just want to be away from people. I want to sit on my porch. I want to have my cicadas up in the trees. I want to have my dog next to me. I want to have my bourbon. I just want to sit there on my porch, man. I just want to love life. That's it. Nothing aggravates me more than living in a subdivision with a four-wheeler. <sighs> Motherfuck. And I can't just take that thing out and rip it. I do. If you'd have been driving through my neighborhood today at about four thirty, yeah, I went over to my dad's house. Okay, I don't give a fuck, right? <laughs> I am so anti, like these homeowners associations. I'm like, bitch, nope. Right, <laughs> you know, right. now I would never move into one. Yeah, but this is my fucking dirt. You're not gonna fucking tell me what I can do on my fucking dirt. You're not. Right. Well, my father and I are about. I want to park a junk car on there and I want to light fucking Roman candles out of the fucking side view mirrors every night. I'm going to do that. (laughs) You're not going to do it with a neighbor 15 feet next to you. Exactly. Light the fucking house on fire. They're going to call. Right. But my father's like a half a mile from me. And whenever I go see him, if I got the quad out and I just cleaned it because we were just down at the properties, 
I'll shoot over. You know, I'm not wheelie guy. I'm not sitting there popping wheelies and driving down the street on two wheels. I just get on the thing. You stay on my side of the road. I mean, do I get on it a little bit? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. But still, I get, there. I get there. I park it in the driveway. I, I have good conversations with Pops. We talk about good stuff. And so, you should be able to, man. Yeah. And then I and then I get on that thing. And, and a lot of times I'll pull out of his driveway and one of his old neighbors that I've known a long time will stop me. I'll be on the side of the road talking with him, sitting on my quad. And the cars will pass and maybe they're judging me. Maybe they're like, look at this freaking hillbilly. Oh, they're like driving his, they're like <laughs> doo, doo, doo. <laughs> they're going 2191, dude. <laughs> There's a guy on a four wheeler on the street. Not even got a helmet on. <laughs> but I, I love it here. So you think you do Southern Ohio? Well, yeah. I mean, I've been to Virginia. I've been to the South Boston area. I've been down to Lover's Leap down there. That's like Southern Ohio, but even more hilly. I, I got bet. a buddy who lives in LA, just bought his second property in Idaho. And because he lives in LA, he's not used to having trees. And when he bought that second property, he went out there and he, he, he put it on Facebook. And he's like, he's just putting his camera on each like fucking 60 foot pine tree. <laughs> and he's like, this is my tree. And then he goes to the next one. He's like, and this is my tree. Right. And this is my tree. And this is my tree. Mm -hmm. You know, he's been removed for so long. Right. He grew it's, up it's, there, man. He was born in Torrance, California. Yeah. He lived in yeah. Redondo. He lived, you know, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, I have 10 silver maples on my property. I really need to get rid of. They're all <laughs> 70 footers and all they're doing is tearing shit up. Hel helicopters are dropping right now. Those are terrible. So I've been out to Arizona I would never want to live out there. You know, there. man, if it wasn't for the border crisis, Arizona would be great. I'd like the Tucson area, right? The I Tucson have an aunt. is low? Well, I have low an aunt. Low country? I have an aunt in Tucson, but that's close to the border, man. Yeah. But I have an aunt in Tucson, and it was beautiful down there. It really was. I mean, minus all the shit that can kill you. You know, you just go on a simple hike, and you get bit by a fucking rattlesnake, fall over, and then a scorpion hits you in the neck. Short of that shit, it's just beautiful. Absolutely stunning. I wouldn't mind Arizona. Mm-hmm. But I really want the mountains, man. Mountains just speak to me. Right. And I don't mean the hills. I don't mean the hills of, you know, southern Ohio. Even down there in Tennessee, I mean, the Smokies, I would love to be in, right? A house up on top somewhere. Oh, dude, kidding me? I don't want the Rockies. I mean, that's just a little too rugged. Getting older. I don't want carabiners to check my mail, you know? Yeah. I don't want to be having to put up mountaineering stuff. But I also think, and a friend of mine brought this up to me, he said that with the way that Amazon's going to be able to deliver you all your stuff, you're going to be able to live out there. Problems healthcare. No problem. You know what? I saw a video, a UPS driving up to a driveway and this house, the driveway for this house was a creek. You had to follow the creek bed? Yeah. This fucking UPS truck, regular UPS truck is in the creek, just bouncing around on the rocks and shit. And that's how they got to the house. And apparently whenever the storms hit and stuff, you just, it's it. If you were out, you didn't get back. If you were there, you didn't get out. Wow. But yeah. That was their literal driveway is this creek bed, active creek bed. I mean, there's still water, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And it's that's funny, a little too much for me. When we, when we do see the houses that are up on the hills that have the crazy ass, like winding driveways that go up. And the wife and I are always like, how does that work in the winter? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, can you imagine going up and then all of a sudden you start losing traction? Or coming down. <laughs> you hit the brakes, you're just like, nah. Yeah. Nah. I think I can handle that. 
I can I think I can maneuver my way out of that one and hit the street at the right angle to kind of swoop out. Yeah, if uh, it's not like yeah, curving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going up, once you start losing traction, you're, you're going done. backwards. Done. Yeah, you're just along for the ride. There's no control there. Yeah. I'm telling you. How do we get off? Oh, you know what? I like this conversation. I know. I know you it was look. all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a little bit of house cleaning here. I had a little uh, thing I wanted to do last episode where I said the first person to email me, 1776 would be the winner. And that winner is Chris McKenna. So, and so right now we don't have it yet, but I think what Chris is going to get, and I'm willing to go out on a limb and say this. Oh, okay. So we've got merch. I on. haven't even told him what he got yet, but uh, go ahead. Oh, well, we'll announce it here. No, I mean, I'm not going to, I was going to give it to him and then have him put it on the Facebook page. What he got for being the winner. But what else can we give him, Jim? Do you want me to not tell him? No, tell him. Come on, Chris. Are you excited? This is, this is your moment, bud. <laughs> Good job. Hey, thanks so, for all the, thanks for all the love you give us on Twitter too. I see you. Yeah, man. So we're going to start merch and we've got a guy who makes t-shirts mm -hmm. and we've got a couple ideas, at least out there now that we're going to start out with pod bless America. I think, and I know you said we'll give him first dibs. Mm -hmm. I think we should offer just one shirt to him. That says pod bless America or whatever. winner, winner on the bottom. <laughs> and then people will be like, what did you win? Like, cause if it says you're a winner and it says pod bless America. And then Chris has to be like, well, you got well, go to subscribe to find out. You got to listen. And then when Dan tells you to do some dumb shit, you no, we've do got I, uh, we've got some ideas. I mean, I talked yeah. to you about some of the ideas. Mm -hmm. Maybe we just make one shirt and give it to him, and he's the only one that gets it. You know, but either way, you're going to get the first run. You're going to get the very first shirt that we make, and we'll get it to you. So yeah. And I had this argument. I was like, first shirt, and I go, maybe he gets the third shirt because we get no one in two. And he's like, nah, we'll get we'll give him one. So whatever, you get it. Good job, Chris. So Ohio was founded in 1803. So Ohio was founded in 1803, original just seven, uh, seven years later. Yeah. 1810. And then Ohio. And we're actually pretty early because if you look around here, a lot of these places around us are like 1812, 1816, 18, whatever. I know it pisses me off. A lot of things. Very first structure in North Ridgeville. Where was it? Mm. Very first structure. Very first house. Log cabin. I mean, the, so the normal thing you'd want to say is center region 83 because that was the center of town, but yeah. that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. It was Bainbridge Road. It was on Bainbridge. And they don't know exactly where, but they know it was on Bainbridge. It drives me crazy. Like, I want to know where it is. Listen, the guy yeah. wasn't dropping gold it's your, coins. It's your current police station because that's how old that building <laughs> no, is. No, no, no. <laughs> because you look at maps from 1870s. Yeah. And Bainbridge stopped at Root Road. Mm -hmm. So. It didn't have the extension. Nope. nope. I like that little barn we have by Mitchell. Yeah, now that's... That's got some history, that too. That does have some history. I mean, they probably ran the whole entire thing. I think the oldest, I think, because I think it's lot mm -hmm. number three, it was deeded. Three or two. That it was deeded in North Ridgeville is on Bagley Road right now, and the house still stands. Wow. It's on the left side. If that house would have been made with today's material, it wouldn't still be standing. Oh, no, fuck no. <laughs> Listen, man, and you know what? And that's what I say back then, man. <laughs> Back then, when people built houses, they weren't building houses to sell, right? They weren't building right. houses saying, how much can I turn this around in 10 years and get for it? Mm -hmm. They were building houses for generations of their families to live in, yeah. you know? And that's why they still stand. Those houses were built for their grandkids to live in, for their great-grandkids to live in, mm -hmm. right? It's not like these bullshit houses are built now that are just absolute garbage that you're already having to fix right when you move in. Built with the lowest grade stuff. I mean, these these houses back then built with wood right off the land. Yeah, and the timbers built, are huge. Built to last. 
which yeah. is why they do. And really, unless they catch fire, I mean, how many of them just fall down? None of them. Cities knock yeah. them down. Yeah. You know, cities knock them down so they can put a fucking speedway in there or whatever. <laughs> but they're not just, they're not just falling apart. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, back to that. I, I love this place and I wouldn't even be mad if I stayed here all my life. I would just like to have somewhere else to go. I mean, I wouldn't be a snowbird, but yeah. if I can have somewhere else to go, that, that doesn't take too long to get to, but as a way, you know, I know the wife wants a wraparound porch. Like, right. They all want. Well, and you know, that's me. I love this city. I grew up here, graduated from here, went in the army, came back here and have dedicated 30 years of my life right now to, to working here and to, to trying to make it better. You know, I love this community. Don't get me wrong. It's just that when I retire, North Ridgeville can't give me what I need. Yeah. They can't. Yeah. They can't fulfill you. I just need to be up in the mountains. I need to be away from people. So whatever. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Fuck you, Ezekiel! That's going to be me. Me and the guy on the hilltop across from me. Have you seen the one with the, the, I think it's supposed to be a Ukrainian soldier or something. He's like, hello, my neighbor! And the guy's like, fuck you! He's like, yes! Fuck you too! Yeah, that's going to be me. Uh, Oh, dude. What happened? Are you kidding me right now? Northridge Historical Society. So I Googled because I felt like I might have been wrong on when Northridge was founded. Dan, I take back everything I said about you, my friend. <laughs> I do. I take it all back. I Googled Northridge founded because when I said 1810, I was like, fuck, is that right? Because it might have been 16. I think it was 10. So I Googled it to make sure I was right. Well, here's what the very first thing, very first Google, it's from the Northridge Historical Society. It says 1810. Mm-hmm. North Ridgeville was founded in 1810 by men from Waterbury, Connecticut, which yeah, we were. agreed on. These pioneers traded their rocky Connecticut farms to Ephraim Root, a representative of the Connecticut Land Company for land in the Western Reserve for the promise of a new life in the wilds of Ohio. The town was named Rootstown in his honor. I could only assume that you read that. That's how you knew. But anyway, I Boy, you figured that out on your own. <laughs> I you should have been a detective. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Shut your commie Shut mouth. Shut your fucking mouth, dude. <laughs> I swear to God. They put me up in a desk somewhere. I'm going to fucking snip those smallpox blankets. God damn it. I'll be dead in four months. Yeah, and just to stretch that out a little bit, this was at the end of when this Connecticut land company was falling apart from terrible leadership because the top rich people took their money and ran. The reason that they traded the guy their land in Connecticut is because they didn't really have the money to do it. All they had was the resource of the land, and they gave him the deed to get a chance to come out here and live. And, and then I'm sure that guy, you know, either sold the land or as soon as they got here, he's like, all right, I'm going back home <laughs> and, and took their right. farms he's over. Like, <laughs> you guys deal with these Indians. Suckers! You guys deal with these Indians. They look a little rough in the face. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not saying you guys are pussies. I'm just saying, I don't know if your sternum can handle the arrows that are coming your way. Right. And maybe that guy got to the point where he's like, I'm getting a little older. They're like, wait, what? Arrows? <laughs> the guy next to you is like, fuck, fuck. I'm getting a little older. I'm just going to go back home where I was born and raised. You guys can take it over from here. Mr. Terrell, Mr. BB. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, listen, this is a weird episode. It is, but I, but we, I like it. You know what? I, I kind of like it because it was just a bullshit episode with us. I still want to talk about the shooter. This fucking guy. 
Fucking scumbag ass motherfucker. And you know, and fucking the left wing media freaking out saying that he's, and I know you haven't researched it a whole lot, but they're, they're, you know, they're coming hard at him because he is believing in this white replacement theory, right? That, that whites are being replaced by, by minorities and things like that. And they're coming out saying, oh, he's, he's just, you know, he, he's, he's talking Tucker Carlson speak. Tucker Carlson's got blood on his hands. But this motherfucker in his manifesto calls out Fox News for being bullshit. You yeah. know, but nobody talks about they're that. They're not going to bring right? that up. No, they're not going to talk about that. Just like they didn't talk about the subway shooter, right? Mm-hmm. What color was he? Uh, couldn't tell you. Or the Waukesha guy. What color was he? Waukesha guy that ran all those people over at the parade. All his victims were all yeah. of a certain ethnicity, weren't they? Yeah. What color was that guy? Don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Now, remember all the white supremacists in Charlottesville, though. But they need to push that narrative because they want to tell you that it's like the single biggest threat to, to oh, sure. Americans. Oh, sure. And we're going to talk about not. this, and maybe we'll go live with it on Friday. Yeah, because it was the thing where the FBI knew about this guy, and they were too busy chasing down the grandmas yeah, that no, were they let that him go. Were, that were 18 years old. Yeah. 18 years old. New York sold him a rifle. Mm-hmm. And I've always had problems with that, right? I get it. You can go fight for your country at 18. But to give an 18-year-old kid, I remember me at 18, the last thing I probably should have fucking had was a rifle. Yeah. That was the last fucking thing I should have probably had. That's true. But we'll talk about it. I mean, I don't want to get too far into it now. This is going to be a two-hour episode, so. All right. Well, yeah. Weird episode. I don't I don't know if I hated it. And you know what? And I've always said this when we start, that I would like to just bullshit about what we did over the week or what we did over the weekend. You're like, ah, fuck, nobody cares. And now here's what we did. Half an episode about what we fucking feel like. I'm not opposed to this. So listen. Listen to this episode. This is a whole different fucking kind of episode for us. And let us know. You want more of it or look, guys, sucked. Go back to what you know and we'll listen. I mean, we may not do what you want, but we'll, we'll hear yeah, you. That's a, my opinion. Okay, <laughs> I will hear I'm, you. I'm tied to this land. I know this land has a good history and I wanted to put it out there because we have a certain amount of episodes until the end of the year. The one thing you said though, that I like is you were like, look, this might be just the, let's get our feet wet kind of episode where we talk about different regions of the country. Because this right? is Pod Bless America. Right, Pod Bless America. So maybe maybe somebody sends us an email and says, hey, look, man, can you talk about my area? And we research it a little bit. Maybe we and talk about that especially area. Especially if it's tied to the Revolutionary War and get you oh, excited. Yeah, yeah. That would make me... <laughs> It gets my loins moist. <laughs> Jesus. It gets my loins oh, moist. I could I could live without hearing that. <sighs> Whatever. Dude. <laughs> Take another drink of that. Oh, uh, you know, so might go slower. <laughs> uh, that was hot. All right. So yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know if you liked it. Let us know if you hated it. You know, if you want to hear more of this kind yeah. of stuff. And let us know that you liked it. And if you hated it, don't send us anything. No, nah, bullshit. <laughs> I want I want to know. I want you to send us something. Either on the Facebook page, send us an email. Let us know that you hated it. Don't just, uh, you know, hey, silence is violence, my friends. Silence is violence. <laughs> So, all right, Dan, you got anything else? I don't, man. I love where I'm from and, and, I, and it had a history and I wanted to put it out there for people to hear. And even though a lot of local people know about it, a lot of other people don't. And I'm excited to take this place in America and expand on it yeah, right for on. future episodes. I have to admit, it went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. It always does. When you No, not always. When you bring me in here, something we've got one that's sitting in the can still that I don't like because I've heard it and I'm like, Eesh. when you surprise me with this bullshit, oh, God, it puts me in such a bad mood. All right. 
as always, we thank you guys for your support. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you could drop us a like, drop us a five-star review, that really helps us out. You can find us on Facebook at Pod Bless America. And you can find us on Twitter at Jim and Dan Show. You can find us on Getter at Pod Bless America. And you can find me at Jim at PBAPodcast.com. And you can find me at Dan at PBAPodcast.com. So until next time, I'm Jim. I'm Dan. And Pod Bless America.